Welcome everybody, welcome everybody to another edition of Halftime Adjustments. Today is Wednesday, October 5th, and we didn't have our podcast yesterday because Mr. Colton over here went to the Rangers game and witnessed history. That's right. You witnessed Aaron Judge's 62nd home yeah, run? Yeah, 62nd. Oh my goodness, what a what a great treat that you saw. You want to hear the crazy story about this? What happened? So I went to work in the office uh-huh. yesterday. And um, it's in Carrollton, and it's about for those who don't know, that is about thirty to forty-five minutes away from the ballpark without any traffic. Yeah. Okay, but there was stupid traffic going there oh. because it's everybody wanted to see this. Right. So the game starts at seven o five. I park at like six fifty-eight. Okay. So I'm trying to get into the gate, uh, you know, into the game, and the line is like wrapped around, like oh, almost to the street goodness. of Texas Live area. So I'm trying to get through, trying to get through. They're doing the national anthem that, you know, we're still trying to move through. And um, the guy behind me, he's like, man, we're going to – he's going to hit the first – he said at the first at-bat, Judge is hitting his home run. I can feel it. And I was like, don't say that because, like, we're still going to yeah. get out here. <laughs> so we finally – I get inside. We run down there, uh, and we're sitting like, the lower corridor area. Uh-huh. As we are – Ivan, uh, our friend Ivan, we, I went with him. Uh-huh. As we're walking down to our seats, he hits the home run. <gasps> oh, my we goodness. We made it by the skin of our teeth, man. We were that close <laughs> to missing that home run. He literally, as we were walking down, pulled his phone out, and you hear the crack. Yeah. And it was – I was like, oh, my God, that's going. And it went – and we were that close wow. to missing it. And so – you barely, barely witnessed history. <laughs> yeah, you barely witnessed history. What a game that was, it was. just to witness that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty great. But we're not here to talk about baseball. It is me and Colton here, Derek and Colton holding down the fort. Luis cannot be here today, uh, but that's all right. We're going to kill it anyways. Oh, um, yeah. He's out with his wife. Yeah. Doing wifey things. Doing, yeah, doing some wifey things. <laughs> <laughs> So let's get right into the news, and we got a lot to dive into, so we'll blast through this. First thing we want to confirm is that Jonathan Taylor is going to be out for week five. Um, so pick up Naeem Hines if you haven't, uh, because he's playing tomorrow. So Naeem Hines is going to be a, is, is going to be a good pickup uh, for, your, for your teams. So look for Naeem Hines uh, for tomorrow. Uh, second set of news, which is some sad news, upsetting news. Oh. Colton, I know this is this is <laughs> upsetting me. for you because you were super high on this guy for the whole year. Uh, yeah, took him early. Yeah, uh, Javante Williams out for the year. He's out for the uh, year, most likely all of next year. Who knows? He tore his ACL, his LCL. He tore the hamstring off of the bone. Yep. He has a nasty road ahead of him. They said that this was. The same injury that Dobbins had, but worse. Um, and that, like, he could potentially have to get grafts to get, like, other parts of, of his, his tendons back together. And it's mm-hmm. it's a really, really bad knee injury. So, wishing the best for him. Uh, hopefully a speedy recovery. But, man, it's a tough one to come back from. So, he's out for the year. Um, look for Mike Boone or... Fumble Gordon. <laughs> Fumble Gordon. Yeah, Mike Boone has looked better than Melvin Gordon. I, I'm thinking if Melvin Gordon fumbles again, it's going to be Mike Boone or Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray. Murray. Yeah, that's so, the other guy. Yeah. So, yeah, Latavius Murray got signed over there from the practice squad of the Saints. Um, 
But yeah, that's terrible news for Javante Williams. Obviously, hoping yeah. for a speedy recovery for him. But no kidding. Yeah, this is one of the worst ACL tears. Yeah, I know every every single person has a different grade, but this one is one of the more severe ones. Has um, to be like mid-season next year, earliest return or something. Yeah. So, uh, on another running back news, Cordero Patterson is also placed on the IR, so he will miss at least a month. I think it's four games. Four yeah, four games, at least a month. Uh, he's. Said to have some surgery on a minor procedure, um, but yeah, he's uh, he'll be out. So look for his backup as well. Who's his backup over there right now? Tyler Algier is Tyler backup. Tyler Algier, and we'll yeah. talk about him a little bit more during the waivers. The uh, rookie, yeah, the rookie Tyler Algier. Um, but yeah, Cordero Patterson. He was he was looking pretty good too to start the season, but. Um, uh, you were just waiting for this injury to happen. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, he's getting up there in age. He has a lot of use, so we all yeah. kind of saw it coming. <laughs> yeah. 31 years old, the oldest running back. Well, I should say the oldest good running back out there right now. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he's set to miss some time. Not back until week nine is his earliest eligibility date. So. Okay, that's good to know. Um, on an up. On upside news, Steelers named Pickett as their starting QB. So Kenny Pickett is going to be their starting QB going forward. Oh, well, I don't know going forward. I know just for this upcoming week. I yeah. don't know. I mean, they could switch back. Who knows? Yeah, they could switch <laughs> back. He could be worse than Trubisky. But uh, I, I think this should spark a little bit of, like, a little spark in that Steelers offense because. They've just they haven't looked that great uh, to start with Trubisky. I mean, no team has looked great with Trubisky. No, as their no kidding. <laughs> no, Pickett looked good his first game. He came out, he slung the ball, uh, got a touchdown. Yeah. Um. He, you know, the tiny hands were not a concern. I know everybody was saying his hands are too small to be successful, but he looked pretty solid. I uh, I think the fans wanted this. Yeah. He, they were chanting his name. They wanted this to happen. It's finally happened. So. Good for them. Good for, and I, I think they're going to give a long leash to him too because they've yeah. seen what they gave Trubisky four weeks to see is he the guy? He's not the guy. Yeah, he's not. So here comes the long leash for Pickett. Let him make his mistakes. You know he's your quarterback going forward. So you know, see if you made the right call. See if you have your next guy for the next twenty years. Yeah, yeah. They drafted this guy to be a starter. I feel like in some sort of fashion. So yeah, I think this is good for the Steelers offense. Uh, I also think this is good for George Pickens. Um, yeah, because he, he looked good with Kenny Pickett out there under center. So yeah, uh, if he's on waivers, I mean, we'll talk about it later today, but George Pickens might be a good uh, pickup to, to grab. Absolutely. Um, on other news, uh, Brian Robinson is set to make his return in week five. Uh, well, I should say he's actually going to be practicing in uh, week five. So he, uh, it's, it seems like he's going to come back and uh, hopefully he can play actually in week five. I think this is some good news uh, for him because he was, he was looking really good in the preseason. So It's fantastic news for him. I mean, yeah. this, is, this is so good to hear. 
getting shot twice, and one of them was yeah. in the knee. Like, yeah. I mean, this is something that people thought he could be done for the year. Yeah. Um, and he comes back after four weeks. Ron Vera loves him, so if you're an Antonio Gibson owner, be scared. Yeah, I would be worried if you're, especially for this week too, because you're kind of yeah. in the question mark where you don't know if Brian Robinson is going to start or if he's yeah. going to miss out. So is he on a snap count? Are yeah. they giving him the full reins? But what? All, so this is the whole thing with um, Antonio Gibson. He's a converted running back. He was drafted as a wideout. Right. So a lot of people are saying, you know, his days are limited. Ron Rivera loves him. Uh, Brian Robinson, that is. So I expect yeah. him to to see an upgraded role in this offense as the weeks go on. So probably by week seven, week eight, you're seeing the end of Antonio Gibson's uh, run here. So. Yeah, I mean, don't be surprised if they just cut him or put him on the practice squad. Too. Something. I mean, yeah, yeah, trade him. I mean, he's but he's 23. Like, I would actually, as a dynasty owner, because I own him in my dynasty league, mm. I'd prefer he goes somewhere else. He's oh, 23. Yeah. Like, let someone else. He'd do great for the Falcons right now. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I think he would be great on another team, Yeah, honestly. The Rams. Um, he could, he'd have success. Else. Yeah, anybody else. <laughs> just for Robinson. Yeah, good for Robinson. Uh, on another note, Kenny Galladay is out with a sprained MCL. And this isn't really news. He doesn't. Re- he didn't really do much for you fantasy wise. You should not be picking this guy up. No. Either way. No. Um, but he's not going to London. Uh, he probably won't uh, be on the practice field uh, next week either. So uh, yeah, Kenny Galladay's out. Um, and then we confirmed that Tua Tungavailoa is also going to be out this week, which is honestly good news, I think. This is good news that Tua is going to be out because he, uh, we're, wor- we're just worried about his health right now. We, we need him to get 100% healthy and not, be, not succumb to any more brain trauma. Um, I just feel like he, he's very it's in a delicate spot. He's in a delicate space right now with with the Dolphins, and you just don't want to see anything else happen with Tua on the field. I mean, that, that would just be the worst thing. To oh yeah. Happen. Did you so. hear the um, what's that movie that came out? Uh, Will Smith played the guy who was all about concussions. Do you remember what that movie was called? Uh, no, I don't. What, is it a recent one? Or yeah, something? no, it was it was a few years back. I'll have to look it up real fast. Um, it was the movie about the doctor who basically discovered what concussions were. Mm. Um, let me see if I can find it. Uh, it's <laughs> it's called Concussion. Oh great! <laughs> uh, it came out in 2015. So that was actually based off a real you know uh, a real doctor, mm. and he actually came out and said like Tua should retire. Oh, wow. He said this was such a bad injury, and people don't understand the severity of what has happened to his brain. And uh, this is like the highest grade concussion a person can receive. And if it were him running a team, Tua Mm -hmm. would would be done tomorrow. Like, done for the rest of his life. So I am hoping the best for Tua, but the experts in the field are like... This is actually really, really bad. <laughs> so yeah. there's really no clear timeline on his return. Yeah, and there shouldn't be. I mean, yeah, honestly, absolutely. you're just looking for you're just looking at his health at this point. You're just looking at him as a person. Doesn't even matter. Exactly. Like, football doesn't even matter to. It shouldn't matter at this point for him. Yeah, um, I put him in the Ryan Shazier category. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, on other news, Dak Prescott will not play. Or he will not. Yeah, he will not play on week in week five. Um, there was news that Jerry Jones said that he can't even grip a football. So yeah, we're 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 probably looking at a further timeline. Actually, we're, it might be like week seven, week eight, maybe that we. Don't That's see. you know, people were saying that they were saying you know what are the chances he plays next week? 
that's obviously the immediate go-to is what, what what about next week well you never know like these things can people have said with this injury it's just one day like yeah. the, one day you can't grab a football the next day you can so like Maybe week six he's good, but the original time frame for this injury return was six to eight weeks. Right. They tried rushing him back at four. He's clearly not ready. Right. So now you're at you're going to be five weeks, maybe six weeks. I think that's a reasonable time frame because that's what every doctor has said. Yeah. <laughs> six to eight weeks. So maybe he's on the the low end of that, and it's only six weeks. Right. So yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't think they should rush him back because they have Cooper Rush over there, which is doing great for he's them. He's winning. He's he's winning. He's he hasn't lost a game yet. Yeah. He's undefeated. So yeah. Why rush him back? There's <laughs> yeah. no reason. You know he's the starter. Take care of him. Make yeah. sure he's ready to come back. Exactly. Um, another another new, good news story. Uh, I won't dive onto the most important one yet, but Alvin Kamara is expected to return in week five versus the Seahawks. Hallelujah. Um, yeah, he hasn't been great, but maybe he'll be great this game against an easy Seahawks defense. I mean, the Seahawks are, they just let Jamal Williams run all over them, so <laughs> maybe Alvin Kamara is a good, has a good bounce back week this week, but I mean, you haven't seen him do much recently, so. All right, on to the last and most important oh, uh, yeah. news topic. Um, Tom Brady is going through a divorce right now, oh. and so... <laughs> That is something you do not want to see with Tom Brady. It's it's a bummer. Um, have you seen? Have you followed any of this at all? Like not why really. it's happening? Not really. Oh, so I I just looked it up today when like the news came out yesterday that they're hiring divorce lawyers. Yeah. And Giselle has come out and said like since they've moved down to Tampa, he's become like a completely different person. Oh, and most recently, this last like when he was supposed to retire, apparently that retirement was like. Okay, I'm retiring for my family. Right. And then he said, no, just kidding. And that put a lot of, like, strife on their family. Right. And that's why he's refusing to quit. And, uh, (laughs) you know, yeah, it's a bummer. That's so terrible. Honestly, it's terrible because he's he's out here just playing football. Like, nothing. It doesn't even matter to him. No kidding. What's it do at this point for you, man? Like, you just ruined a 13-year marriage to (laughs) to play some football. So. All you uh, single men out there, here's your chance. Go stagger. Yeah, go, go, yeah. he's got money too. So uh, yeah, all the single men go out there for yourself. <laughs> all right, that was the news uh, for this week, and now we're gonna go into a new segment, and we're gonna talk about our early season surprises thus far. And oh yeah, that's we have a lot of surprises, things that. We just didn't see coming and things that are just like totally abnormal. Um, shockers. Yeah, Big just, shockers. Just huge shockers. Um, so I guess I'll start it off with the first one that we didn't see coming was just how terrible the tight ends were going to be this oh, year. There's never been more of a emphasis on early tight end drafting yes. this year. So, t- yeah, if you didn't grab a Kelsey or a Mark Andrews, and, I mean, honestly, Mark Andrews only had, like, three points last week. Yeah, he like, had a really <laughs> bad week last week. It's so inconsistent with tight ends this year. And so, like, like if you didn't grab one of those guys and... Just, Basically Kelsey. Yeah, if you didn't <laughs> just grab, like, a Kelsey, like, you're pretty much screwed. I mean, tight ends have been just so scarce and so, like undervalued it seems like and you don't know it's so hard to predict what tight ends are going to go off what weeks because they're there to 
they're there to have two jobs. They're there to block and they're there to catch passes. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's hard to predict what weeks they're going to be block heavy on and what weeks they're going to be um, pass heavy on. So you yeah. just you just don't know what what they're going to do week by week. And so that's what I think that's the reason why it's so hard to predict which tight end is going to do great and which tight end is not going to do great before the year even starts. And so, but yeah, I mean, honest, honestly, like, yeah, just tight ends in general are just kind of hard to look at. Besides Kelsey, there has been one guy who has been so incredibly consistent mm-hmm. and everybody sort of forgot about him. I know and what I, you're gonna say. I think even so far, he's not necessarily like recognized as one of the great tight ends in the game, but it's Dallas Goddard. Yep. Dallas Goddard has scored in PPR scoring mm-hmm. 9, 13, 11, and 12. Yep. You're not getting ridiculous numbers out of him. You're not getting 25 or 35 like Hawkinson put up this week. Yep. But you're getting very, very steady production out of the tight end, which is what you look for in such a volatile uh, production right now. Like, mm-hmm. this is what you want. You don't have Kelsey. He was drafted in like the ninth round, though. He's yep. a very, very low guy to produce what he's producing like this. Yes. So, exactly. but other than that, like, Kyle Pitts, total letdown. Total letdown. Um, Zach Ertz, he's been okay. Hawkinson has been okay, but like he just had that one great that game. That one great game. David Njoku has been a, a disaster. Waller's been a disaster. Yeah. Um, who's the guy out of why can't it, 49ers? What can't think of Oh, name? George Kittle, yeah. George Kittle's been, been a disaster. Yeah. Like so far, yeah. Yeah, it's just horrible, man. It's been really bad. <clears throat> yeah, all these guys that you drafted, especially, I mean, like Dawson Knox, even he hasn't had a great game. They paid him so much money just to, oh my gosh. to do nothing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's been hard to watch for tight ends, and it's 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 going to be harder to predict as well. I mean, I I could say like one of the bright sides for tight ends was for me. I think Tyler Higby is very undervalued right now. Yeah, I mean, in some cases he's even on waivers, and so. He has the most targets out of every tight end. He's been season. so targeted this year, and which so, is what everybody expected last year with him. Yeah, and so this season it's been he's it's been heavily Tyler Higby, and that's that's kind of the guy that Matt Stafford looks at as his number two behind Cooper Cup right now. And yeah. you thought it was going to be Allen Robinson, but it's it's actually Tyler Higby. Um, another guy that was on waivers is Gerald Everett. He's also been oh, consistent my too, gosh. and it's no just. Kidding. It's one of those things where it's like these guys were on waivers, so that's yeah. why you go for the waiver pickup because these guys are. This is what this is not what you expected going into the season, but it's what's happening in the season. So, yeah. something really crazy on that that you were sort of alluding to. Tyler Higby received mm-hmm. uh, this past week. So Cooper Cup, his main guy, received 19 targets this week. Right. 19. That is ridiculous. Yeah, that's crazy. Huh? Tyler Higby, 14 targets <laughs> this week. Allen Robinson, three. Oh, that's gross. Three targets this week. They I mean, paid him all my this money goodness. to join the team too. They paid Allen Robinson. He was my bold prediction to start. He's not, <laughs> not going to do that this year. No. Very, very, very bad start to the year. Oh man, but uh, yeah, just tight ends in general are just blech. Um, a very hard year. <laughs> Another early season surprise that we haven't that we've seen is the wide receiver production versus the running back production, <laughs> and it just seems like running backs are just so scarce right now. And people that drafted like all the running back or all the wide receivers that were going to be elite have gotten it gotten paid off quite gracefully. Um, yeah, like really, like the top guys that you saw coming off the board: Christian McCaffrey, uh, 
Joe Mixon, Austin Eckler. I mean, he did just have a great game, but... Been a letdown on the season so far. Yeah, he's been a letdown so far. I mean, all these guys that you drafted so high, like Dalvin Cook, I mean, the, the list goes on and on, where like you drafted these guys to be your top running backs, and like they've just been a huge letdown, and it's so... It's so disappointing, and then on the flip coin, you, you see all these wide receivers that are just that were drafted super high that are just being what they've been drafted to be, which yeah. is elite. And so, like, you, Cooper Cub is number one, Stefan Diggs, Justin Jefferson's up there still, yeah, uh, Tyreek Hill's still up there. I mean, all these guys, like, even AJ Brown, Cortland Sutton, all these guys, I mean, CeeDee Lamb is starting to find his rhythm. All these guys that you drafted to be. Elite wide receivers are paying off for you, and so like if you drafted one of these running backs to replace it, it's just you're in hell right now, pretty much. You know, so. it's kind of nuts. Um, I saw a stat that even as good as Saquon Barkley has been this season, mm-hmm. um, this is the worst start for a running back that is RB one. The fantasy points that he's produced in four games is the lowest since 1997. <laughs> So even as good as we look at Barkley, like, man, he's great. Barkley yeah. is killing it this year. Chubb is killing it this year. Yep. It is still the lowest we have ever seen since yeah. 1997. That's how bad it's been. But he's right. You look at all these guys who are getting massive production in the wide receiver department. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jay Jeff has looked phenomenal so far. Mm-hmm. And there have been – this is probably – and this segue, this is a perfect segue into, like, the next thing – we have never seen the zero RB strategy work so well. Right. It has just been phenomenally set up to where you could have taken – and the perfect example, the wide receiver – or uh, the one of the best running backs in the year this year is Miles Sanders. Yeah. The guy who said, don't draft me. Well, <laughs> look at him. Jamal Williams is another guy who, who went off, right? Like yeah. he's, he's having a great start to the season. Mm-hmm. This could have been like – had you set yourself up and you went Stephon Diggs, Justin Jefferson – I guess J. Jeff, Stefan Diggs, round one and two. And then you followed up with Amon Ra St. Brown, and you, you got that steal and that value. Mm-hmm. And then you, you followed up with Jamal Williams and Clyde Edwards, uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire. Mm-hmm. And you somehow also got My, uh, Miles Sanders. Yeah, Miles Sanders. Yeah, Miles Sanders. You have like three of the top 10 running backs that you got at a stupid value yeah. while also getting the elite wide receiver production that everybody else is receiving. Mm-hmm. You're not hurting yourself in any position. Yeah. The people that drafted Jonathan Taylor, I mean, they're just it's they're hurting. Rough. They're hurting. Like and like it was such a sure call. Like everybody knew that Jonathan Taylor was gonna go first overall. Yeah. And so Same with McCaffrey last year. Yeah, same with McCaffrey last year. It's so hard like I feel like now looking back at the draft, it's so hard to draft one overall. Yeah. Like the one oh one. Just it's because such a tough spot. you have you, to be right. Yeah, you have to be right. And it's so hard to go against the odds yeah. as well. So, like, if you wanted to, like, say, like, the person that drafted Saquon Barkley at the 101 is a genius right now. They are, but they were getting grilled yeah, on draft day. Yeah, they were getting grilled on draft day, and I'm pretty sure they were just probably, like, sweating bullets whenever they did that, too. Or Nick Chubb, or Jefferson. Exactly. Like, those are the guys that you wanted, but mm-hmm. you're right. It's hard when, when Taylor is looking you in the face and everybody's like, you're an idiot if you do not take yeah. Jonathan Taylor. Exactly. Like, but so here's the crazy thing. When it comes to Jonathan Taylor, I actually sort of called this. I didn't call his complete failure the way it has been so far with the injuries. Mm-hmm. But since like 2000, I'd have to go look up the exact stat. But like since 2000, there's only been two running backs to have repeated as the running back one two years in a row. Yeah. 
Right. It doesn't exist. It doesn't happen. It never right? happened. And it was like Ladanian Tomlinson and Jamal Charles or something like that. Like two Hall of yeah, Fame just, running yeah. backs. <laughs> so like it's such an oddity for this to happen. It doesn't ever happen. Yeah. So this, this the statistics and the numbers told you this was going to happen. Jonathan Taylor was due for a step back. Right. Not this bad, but he was due for a step back. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's hard to predict every year, too, like, it, to start. I mean, it's just yes. it's just so hard to predict. I mean, like, so let me ask you this, Colton. If you had the 101 pick or the 102 pick, who would you go? Now knowing what I know? Now knowing what you know, yeah. It's hard. So it's hard not to go wide receiver. I think you have to go wide out. Yeah. Just because of how even, like we said, even with Saquon Barkley being the best, he still has produced the lowest number since 1997. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even make sense to go Barkley, people. Like, it's wide receiver season it's, here. Yeah, it's definitely wide receiver season right now. I mean, it's just – so, like, if – so, for, for me, honestly, if I would – if I had the number one, I would still go Cooper Cup. It's hard not to. It's hard not to go Cooper Cup. Yeah, I mean, he's been so consistent. I mean, the, the, the only, like, I would go either Cooper Cup or Stefan Diggs. That's my guy. Stefan Diggs is my guy. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it, and the only reason why I bring Stefan Diggs into this is because he's got a, he's got a more, he's got Josh Allen throwing him the, the, the ball. So, I mean, it's yeah. just, it, it's. Both have great target share. They're yes. both in their prime. I think mm-hmm. we can, I think they're both like 29, 30 years old. So yeah. they're on the back end for sure. Maybe Justin Jefferson's in consideration. So, okay. It, it's, if you're in redraft leagues, it's Cooper Cup or Stefan Diggs. Absolutely. If you're in dynasty or keeper leagues, it's, it's Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's clearly Justin Jefferson. He's 22, 23 years old, something like that. And he's and he just had a great performance this week. Like, yeah. he put up like 30 points or something. Like, he had a, a really good week. So Absolutely. Um, no, I'm with you, though. It's it's wide receiver season this year. And looking back on it, if you had the 101, you'd have been better off grabbing one of those guys. Yeah. Absolutely. You definitely would have been better off grabbing because they're more consistent. They've been mm-hmm. wildly way more consistent than your running backs have been. So, yeah, I... I 100% agree with you that wide receivers are way more valuable this year. So let's let's take a look to next season. Let's crystal ball this a little bit, right? Okay. Let's have some fun with it. Yep. So your your next year, you're drafting. Okay. Are you are you prioritizing wide receiver? Do you think as a whole, as a fantasy community, we will be prioritizing wide receiver, or are we going to just drink the same Kool Aid? We're back at it again. Running backs matter. You know what? It's so hard, especially in like. Especially in non-PPR leagues, but if it was yeah. a PPR league, then I feel like I have to prioritize wide receivers. I need to break that spell because I did that this year, and it's sort of paying off. I have like mm-hmm. I have a high-scoring team in, in my league, and so <laughs> like I did that this year, and it's sort of it, it looks good. Like I have a good outcome for me, so I could see grabbing a wide receiver top at, in the first round just because. They're more they're more valuable and like their outcomes are more predictable and they're more consistent, I believe. So like even like getting like even Jamar Chase, like who's been like on the bottom half of that sort of tier, like yeah. he's had he's had at least two good games so far. I mean yep. that's one thing that you can that you can trust. Whereas if you drafted Jonathan Taylor, he hasn't had really any good games so far i mean last week like in like he's been going downhill like last week he had 20 for 40 yards or something like that which is yep nuts it's like that's crazy and so yeah i think for me i would definitely have to go and it's so hard too because you're fed all this all this information about oh you have to get 
running back first. You have to just go robust running back first. And, like, I understand why. Yeah. But, I mean... It's a scarce position, so you want to try to get the elite guys. Exactly. But at the same time, you're only picking once a round. One yeah. time every single round. So you're only going to... It's And it's like a coin toss between all the running backs, too. It like, truly is. So, yeah. like, somebody that picked up Austin Eckler at the 104... They're they're kicking themselves. I mean, because they haven't produced until this last week. Well, let's use let's use an example out of our league. Okay. So Shiv, he, he's uh, he won our league last year, and he drafted one overall this year. Mm-hmm. He took his first three rounds were Jonathan Taylor, Alvin Kamara, and Nick Chubb. How in the world we let Nick Chubb get to the the At third three, yeah. round is is insane to me. He was three one. Yeah, uh, but still, he went running back heavy. He's 3-1 and one in our league. He's had very good production. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kamara hasn't had produce, he, Kamara isn't producing yeah, for him. Kamara's been out. Jonathan Taylor isn't producing for him. Yeah. He's getting his production out of his wide receivers that he drafted. His wide receivers are what led him to have success so far. That and his, his uh, quarterback play. Yeah. Um, he has Kyler Murray, which has helped him out. He's had uh, Cordero Patterson, which helped him out getting him late. Mm-hmm. Tyler Boyd helped him out. Cortland Sutton helped him out. Amari Cooks Cooper. helped him out. Amari Cooper, like yeah. his wide receivers, have been carrying his team while the, he has this this sort of deficient running back room. And yeah. if it picks back up, he looks scary. Yeah. But looking at his team to start the year, I'd have said he's the clear and obvious winner. Yeah. Like he has leagues above everybody else. Mm-hmm. And when you look a little deeper too at his points formed, like he has only four hundred sixty-seven points formed, um, whereas like a team like mine, like I have. I'm also in seventh place, keep in mind. So, but I've also had like way more points allowed. So, yeah. Um, but Shiv has also had 467 points allowed, which is the second lowest in the <laughs> yeah the second lowest in the league. That matters. <laughs> so that definitely matters. But like, if you look at points formed, like you definitely want your team to produce higher points. So. Yeah, I can imagine like looking for like going into the future. I'm not going to try to go for a running back just because of the just because of the fallout of every single running back that we've seen this year. And it's so it, it it's so important to snag up those early draft wide receivers that you know are going to do good, like a Cooper Cup or like a Justin Jefferson or Stephon Diggs or a Tyreek Hill. Even shoot, I mean. Like, it's so important to snag up one of those guys, I think, over a running back that could potentially bust. Exactly. So, all right, well, let's start talking about leading from this running back and wide receiver debate here. Let's go into one of your breakout candidates, Colton. And I know you Mm -hmm. love this guy going into the season, and I want you to have your little... 15 minutes of glory here and talk about your boy, Amon Ra St. Brown. That's right. This, oh man, it feels so good when you're right. Let me tell you, it just feels so good when you're right. This is a, I mean, I love St. Brown in the offseason. And I had a lot of people that were like, you're crazy. Because I have him, before the season, I had him as my wide receiver nine. I was that high on him. like, And he was being drafted late, like fifth, sixth round in some leagues. And everybody was like, ah, I don't see it. It's not going to happen. But I, I was like, nah, he's going to break out. This is his year. All signs point to it. And what I did is I, I like 
graphed out his last six games where he had success and used it to predict out his whole season. And it was like a 1,500-yard season, yeah. crazy target share, 16 touchdowns, and we're seeing it. It's yeah. happening. Yeah. You called it, Colton. I will say that I, I did see Amon Ra doing great, but not on the level that you saw him doing so great. So I, I really that was really one of the biggest surprises for me. Like I did not think he was going to be a top-10 guy. Yeah. I thought he was going to be like on the level of where – Shoot, DJ Moore is Metcalf. Or, or Metcalf is yeah, sort of the teens at best. Yeah, so I mean, like it's just like it, like it's crazy to see him producing these numbers. I mean, he he is injured right now, but when he does play, I mean, man, and he's only twenty two. He's like, only twenty two. So yeah, he can. Yeah, he can produce for you. if you're in dynasty leagues and you drafted him. You are loving life right now because he is yeah. going to produce for a long time. Yeah, I sold him in my dynasty league for Cooper Cup. Oh, sorry, not Cooper Cup. Um, uh, Nick Chubb. Okay. Yeah, I sold him. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm, yeah, I'm a little. Man. I'm a little sad, but I paid for to have the win this year, hopefully, and I gave up my my long term play for uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah. So we'll see if it, if it pans out. He is trying to make a point by he he is yeah he is going yeah, for he, blood. He's, yeah, whole league should be on notice for this guy. I mean, he is just out to get everyone and prove everyone wrong. He knows yeah. how many wide receivers were taken ahead of him. He, he knows, knows the their names. date of birth, their social securities. <laughs> he knows everything about these guys. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hopefully he plays this week. Uh, that's, I mean, I guess oh, we should. Okay. I guess we should cover this on the news, but I mean, he's questionable for this week. Um, Still has that ankle bug. Honestly, I hope he doesn't play. You just want him to be fully right. I want him to be fully recovered because if you think about it, they have the bye in week six. So if he doesn't play this week, he can have two weeks, two more weeks to recover and be a hundred percent healthy. Amon Ra, which is. Deadly, which is which is something that I think you want on your team. I mean, I feel like a really healthy Amon Ross St. Brown that produces amazing numbers like he did like the first three weeks. Yeah, that's what you want on your team. But the question is, can he, as a competitor, pull it back? Yeah, can he say, "All right, I need to take a break." Right, probably yeah. not. Because I know, like, for a fact, if he plays, you're going to start him. Like, you have to start him, I feel like. He's in a, yeah, how he, can't you? Like, you have to. He's a must-start. So, yeah, I feel like you have to start Amon Ra. Going, yeah. Like, even, like, with the hesitation with injury, I mean, I just feel like he could have a, he could have three touchdowns. There's not a lot of guys who <laughs> can throw up 35 points for yeah. you, and he's one of them. Exactly. So, I mean, he's yeah, he's one of those guys where, I mean, honestly, Colton, you did a great job. Thank I'm really you. happy about this for you. He is, yeah, he, he's looking like he's going towards elite level play. And so, like, I feel like if he can continue to produce like he did the first three weeks, he's going to look good going forward. He's the Cooper Cup of last year. But yeah. he's this year's Cooper Cup is what he is. Yeah. If you got him, you're probably winning your league because you got him at a freaking <laughs> steal and you can't find 35-point production <laughs> in many rounds and you found it in sixth. You're probably winning your league if you have him. Yeah, I mean... Flashback to our to our draft. I stole Amon Ross St. Brown one pick right before Colton Carley got it. Listen, and wait, it was round six. You should have got him round five if you really wanted him that bad. You should have got him round five. It was round six. But who did I take in round five? I'm just curious to know. Let's look here. Travis Etienne. Oh man, <laughs> I'm on. hating that one. <laughs> We're looking back. 
at your draft pick. Oh, that's a rough one right there. Travis could have had St. Brown. Could have had St. Brown on your But team. again, you know what I did? I was stupid and I prioritized running back. Exactly. You I made the mistake. You sure did. You prioritized running back there. I made the mistake there. Uh, man. Well, is he a keeper for you? Do you think you, if, if, if you were in a keeper league and you had three people to keep, would he be one of them? No question in my mind. Yeah. He's absolutely a keeper. He's only 22. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you're seeing his ceiling for sure. Right. But he's going to have a great target share. Mm-hmm. We're seeing it. They're, they're one of the best um, offenses this year. Okay. I just don't see how, like, and, and this is, they don't even have Williams back yet, the Alabama wide receiver. Right. So you're mm-hmm. seeing uh, no Swift, no Amon Ross St. Brown. You're finally seeing Hawkinson break out. Their, mm-hmm. off, their offensive line improved. Jared Goff has every piece around him for success. Mm-hmm. Jeff Okuda on the defense broke out. Hutchinson's breaking out. You have all your uh, Martinez, uh, Rodrigo Martinez. Mm-hmm. Um, he's their linebacker on the defense, sixth round pick this year. He's breaking out left and right, left and right. Anywhere you look, there's a breakout star on that team. Yeah. And they're not even healthy. Yeah. And they're still putting up like 35 points a game. They're the number one offense in football. Absolutely, you keep this guy. I mean, I will add, or I will say that the, the Detroit Lions, they are. The thirty-second team in points allowed. Um, so, yeah. like every team that's gone up against them has scored a stupid amount of points. So, yep. I feel like you know what? If you see a Detroit Lions game, you're and like somebody's playing them that you need to go off. You got to play them against the Detroit Lions. Absolutely, they, it's going to be a shootout. Yeah, every Detroit Lions game is a shootout so far. I but mean, you know what? You can buy defense if they go out and spend yes. the money that they have because they have a ton of it. Because <laughs> all their all their guys are very young. You go mm-hmm. out and you buy a defense. You buy another offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you buy. DeAndre Swift some health. I don't know how you pull that off, but they need to do it. And yeah. you have a solid team put together, and they're they're true contenders, which only helps St. Brown's position. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't care who I have on my roster; he's a guy that I would keep. Okay, well let me ask you this then. Okay. So, it, it, so this is my position right now. So I yeah. have I currently have Saquon Barkley, Cooper Cup, and Debo Samuel as your would, keepers. At, well, they're on my team, oh, so man. I have a tough decision to make at the end of the season, and I also have Amon Ross St. Brown on there. So I have four of the top guys right now, but I can only keep three people. I'm going to help you out as somebody who's done keeper for three years now. Mm. Here's what you do. And it's going to be – it's actually going to hurt me to help to give you this advice, but I'm going to give you the advice. Okay. Well, you're also giving advice to all the listeners as well. Yeah. So you're helping everybody out. This will help everybody. If you're in a keeper format, what you need to do is you need to you're, – you're, you've started the season one and three. You're not right. doing so hard – uh, so hot to start the season. Trade deadline is, I believe, November 15th in this league. Okay. You need to evaluate whenever you get to that point how you're doing. Whenever you realize you're still not doing hot. Um, because, by the way, only the top four teams make it in playoff in ours. So you only have four slots to make it. And if there's a guy who's 6-1, and one, then, you're, then that's a locked up position. You only have three now. Mm-hmm. So if you look at your spot and you're not doing so hot, what you do is you take the out of those four guys, the one you find the least attractive – you go sell him to one of the top contending teams who's willing to pay a higher pick to go for it this year. That way you've gained capital for next draft, mm. and you don't have to make that hard decision. You mm. remove the hard decision entirely. Yeah, That's can. what you do. Okay. That's how you should play that. If you are a <laughs> contender, then what you need to do is go all in on the season. The way I have found fantasy 
keeper leagues to go is you're either in or you're out. Okay. The in-between teams get caught in the in-between, and they never get out of it. Mm. So if I were you, I'd go trade my first, my second, my third-round pick to go get a ton of amazing players on my roster and go all in on the season. Gotcha. Once you find that you have enough pieces and you're just missing one or two here. Okay, well, that's good to know. That's really good to know because, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm going to have a tough decision, I feel like, at that, towards the end. But I feel like that it is makes hard. it a little easier for me. So that is good to know. Well, that was our early season surprises uh, segment. And we will move on to our main segment, which is King of the Hill. Mm, I'm doing terrible at this. I am too. Don't <laughs> worry. I'm the same boat as you. Um, we never hit right. And you know what? Last week, I was going to say a dart throw with Austin Eckler. Were you? I was actually on oh, the fence about man. it. I was really on the fence about, man, should I go Austin Eckler? I feel like he's due for something. Yeah. But here we are. I didn't say it. He's top of the board. And now he's on the top of the board. You know what? If I would have said it, he wouldn't have done it. Yeah, he would have been terrible. <laughs> he would have torn been. his hammy and been he out for the season. He wouldn't have done it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, our king of the hills for this week. Luis is not here, but we will say his king of the hill. We picked some guys for him. So yeah, we'll we start off with the currents. You have Austin Eckler and Justin Jefferson they again. Are on top. Justin Jefferson Ugh. is on top again. And you know what? I sent him two weeks ago, and of course he went off this week. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I need I need to get my weeks right. So uh, I'm just gonna start I should I should have gone back to see what you selected last week and just picked them this week. I'm gonna do that <laughs> one week and we're gonna see if it works. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, so, Colton, we'll start off with you with your uh, Prince of the Hill for running back. Prince of the Hill. And to me, it's the obvious one. It's Nick Chubb. Yeah. You He's got what? a favorable matchup. That's who I picked last week. Yeah. Hey, there we go. I'm in great shape. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. <laughs> That's who I picked last week. Okay. Uh, I got a lock. There it is. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Nick Chubb. Yeah. He's a good pick, I feel like. Not a whole lot needs to be said here. He's a, he's one of the best and most consistent running backs in the league, and um, they're using the hell out of him, and I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's easy to go with Nick Chubb. I went with him last week. I mean, so obviously he's going to go off this. And week. he still had a really good week last week. He had a he had a pretty he uh, he good performance. A week um, he just needs to find the end zone a little more. He's getting around a hundred yards every week, but he's just either not finding the end zone or finding it one time. Yes, I need that three touchdown performance out of him again um, is what I need this week. <laughs> Please, Chubb. Yeah, if he could catch... You know what? If he could catch more passes, he would be a stud. Oh, my gosh. No he kidding. He would be amazing. And he's still... You know what? He's got Kareem Hunt over there, too, which yeah. is crazy. I he's mean, still producing like this. It's so and he's doing crazy. it with, like, 17 carries. Yeah. It's not like he's getting 31 carries a game. He's getting 17 and still having this production. It's insane. Crazy. Just it's wild. insane. Um... But yeah, Nick Chubb for you. That's that's a good pick. I mean, they're going up against the Chargers, and Damian Pierce just destroyed them over there. So and they yeah. just lost um, Joey Bosa. He yeah, like Joey completely Bosa. tore his groin. He's out for like oh, nine right. games or something. Oh, He's gone geez. for a long time. That's crazy. So yeah, the that that uh, defensive line get, just got a little bit weaker. <laughs> they're gonna wear down a little bit as Chubb just continues to pound through them. Yeah, uh, seventeen straight times. <laughs> Yep. All right. Who is your running up the hill for uh, running back? I'm going to go with a little bit of a controversial one here. It's going to be Naeem Hines. Naeem Hines. Yeah. I, I. You know, the Jonathan Taylor replacement, the, the offense has been stagnant. I think this is just where you lulled them to sleep. 
You've completely lulled whoever you're going to asleep, and you go, all right, boom, breakout game. Naheem Hines kills it. You know what? If Naheem Hines kills it and Jonathan Taylor's been, like, doing oh, bad, do you think we see a switch in the running split? or a split? You might see the split because Jonathan Taylor's on his rookie deal. He hasn't been given the big yeah. money yet. So Ooh, maybe man. we see a little bit of a split here until JT earns it back. Man, that would be so interesting to see. It if, would be if he go if Naheem Hines goes off and Jonathan Taylor hasn't been able to do anything really. <laughs> oh boy, that would be oh, insane. Geez. I'd love, I'd love to see it. He needs to get off his high horse. He just expects it to happen. <laughs> All right, I will go ahead and say Luis's Prince of the Hill for running back, and we went ahead and chose Dalvin Cook for him. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> suck it, Louise. We're not sabotaging him at all. I mean, uh, I, you know what? I, it'd be crazy yeah. if he actually like got King oh, of the Hill. Louise, you <laughs> in on this? Oh, I'm gonna be so mad if Louise wins again because he's already ahead. He's already up by he's one. Already won- he's already up by one, and we pick another guy for him. Uh, oh, Dalvin man. Cook is going up against the Chicago Bears. Oh no! I didn't even see that. Yeah, they're going up against <laughs> the Bears. I mean, honestly, we did we did get a good pick for him. I mean, Dalvin Cook. He looked good in last week's game. He didn't make that. He didn't score that touchdown. I mean, Alexander Madison did, but I mean, he's coming off of that shoulder oh, injury. Oh, so. it's the big injury, the one uh, he scored crazy on last last year. And then for his running up the hill, we sort of sabotaged him a little bit. We went. <laughs> he doesn't get it that good. Yeah, he didn't get it that good. We went ahead and chose uh, Fumble Gordon yeah. over there with the uh, Denver Broncos for him. Uh-huh. <laughs> Melvin Gordon as his. You know what? That's not a bad pick. Javante, oh, it's horrible. <laughs> Javante Williams just went down. You got, come on. You got to look at it from that way, right? Mike Boone's going to out-touch him this game. <laughs> Melvin Gordon's going to fumble his first carry <laughs> out, for the, out for the rest of the game. Uh, they just cut him immediately on the spot. <laughs> You're done. You're done. <laughs> All right. Uh, For my Prince of the Hill this week, I went ahead and went with my guy, Saquon Barkley. Uh, Luis chose him last week, um, but I'm choosing him this week. So So I'm going to take him next week. (laughs) Exactly. He's due for a touchdown. He hasn't had a touchdown. No kidding. He hasn't had a touchdown since week one. And so he is due for multiple touchdowns. I'm... I'm predicting two touchdowns for him this week. Really? That big of a day? I think he's going to have two touchdowns this upcoming week against the Green Bay Packers over in London. He had so much opportunity, but Daniel Jones ran yeah, him. And that exactly. freaking play where they where they where break off to the right yeah. and Jones would, would cut. They just go back left and walk it into the end zone. It's like, damn it, give one to Barkley, please. Exactly. You want to see one of those. And I, you know what? It's going to happen this week. It's going to happen twice. Daniel Jones got two of them. Now Barkley's going to get two. That's right. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, and then for my running up the hill, I went ahead and chose Damian Pierce. I think mm. it's his, I think it's his time. I think now it clearly is. We are seeing elite level production from Damian Pierce. He's looked good. He's had over 15 points the last two weeks, and it's just must start. He, yeah, he's looking like a must start. Um, going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, Oof. I mean that's not too hard of a matchup either. You'll see, you could you could probably see this one getting out of hand a little bit, um, but. I just really like Damian Pierce going forward. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's he's gonna have to not be a running up the hill candidate going forward. Maybe oh, after this game. Oh, I like it. So I like it. I think uh, we could see him being a Prince of the Hill candidate. It did well. feel a little cheap. It did feel a little cheap, but he's just outside of top fifteen. So okay. I'll, I'll go. Oh, he's <laughs> <laughs> 
Try Gordon. <laughs> Have some cojones on you. <laughs> Luis had some. Oh, yeah. He had some because of us. Okay, whatever. I don't want to hear it. All right, let's move on to wide receivers for yours, Colton. Who is your Prince of the Hill for I wide receivers? I am going to go with C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb? <laughs> yeah, C.D. Against the Rams? Yep. Jalen Ramsey? Yep. He's been getting cooked <laughs> this year. Uh, see, listen, I wanted him, just between you and me, I'll just, just you know, keep this on the down low. He was going to be running up the hill and okay. not my, but he's number 14. So oh, he's just so. inside the 15. <laughs> I didn't have a choice. So you're not being cheapy here. You're no, taking risks. I yeah, had to. Yeah, he's, he's low on the list of people to grab. But listen, he's had 18 and 18 his past two weeks in half-point PPR scoring. 97 yards, 87 yards. A touchdown apiece. Mm-hmm. I think it's time they're going to just feed this man. He's going to kill it. And Ramsey's been getting exposed. He got exposed by Debo yeah, he last got week. Exposed by Debo. Yeah. He ran off like for a fifty-seven yard touchdown, and in the process, trucked Ramsey mm-hmm. to get the touchdown. Like, dude's getting cooked. Oh, it's that time. looks so good, especially with him on my team. That oh, looks man. so good. It was such a good play. I think so. I watched that replay play like five, <laughs> ten, five, six times already. So yeah, I'm 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 going CD here, and uh, for my running up the hill, I'm gonna go DK Metcalf. DK. Yeah, Metcalf. He had a great week last week. He's finding his groove with Geno Smith. Put up 149 yards. Did not get in the end zone, but had 10 targets, seven receptions. He's becoming the beast again that we thought he was. If he finds the end zone and has that stat line, he's number one guy. And so, did give you, me DK. Did you see he got carted off the field last game? <laughs> I did. Because <laughs> he had to take a dump. Oh, I had to poop. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I respect that, DK. Don't even walk over there, dude. You know if you walk over there, stuff's going to start trickling down. So. He put that on Twitter. He literally yeah. he said, oh, I, I, I could not walk. That. I respect that. No, that's that's... Yeah, that's great. It's <laughs> oh, funny. So good. What a baller. And just for that, he's going to be number one. This that's week. right. Yeah, he's, he's a lot lighter this week. Yeah, he's a lot lighter. He this did week. that on a, on a poop day? On a poop 150, day, yeah. 149 and 10 receptions on a poop day? Oh, yeah. Get ready for the DK takeover here. <laughs> yeah, he's going to relieve all his bowels. He's got a late game, too. So oh, great. Plenty of time. Actually, I don't know if he's got a late game. <laughs> what the hell, man? He's made that up. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to my – or actually, you know what? I'll say Luis's first. Um, Luis's Prince of the Hill. Uh, we went ahead and chose A.J. Brown for him. Safe pick. Safe pick. He's got him on his team. I feel like he would do something like this against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh-huh. Um, That's a good pick. We yeah, gave him another good pick. Yeah, we gave him a good pick. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, if he, you know what? If he doubles up and oh, Dalvin Cook and A.J. Brown are the number one – I'm gonna be, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> the points, you know what? Those you know are our what? points. They're our points. They're, yeah, they should go to Luis doesn't. I think we split the points. That, that's fair. We get a point, uh, a point five for each of them if that's it happens. Fair. Yes, I I agree. <laughs> okay, and for his uh, running up the hill, we went ahead and chose Alan Lazard. <laughs> Gave him a little bit of a reach yeah, here. Yeah, gave him a little bit of a reach here. You know why we chose Alan Lazard? Because we're, he's going up against the New York football giants. Oh, so this would be great if it did. If, if he, it happened against Luis's team. Yes, if it, if it happened against his team, that would be great. <laughs> so, <laughs> He'd be happy and sad at the same time. So now he has to root for the Green Bay Packers. Oh, there, that's a good point. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> this matters so much more than his team success. Exactly. So, <laughs> All right, for my Prince of the Hill for 
wide receivers. I went ahead and chose your pick from last week, Colton. I'm going with Debo Samuel. Debo. He is finding his stride now with mm-hmm. with Jimmy Garoppolo over there. I saw it this week. Oh, it looked so good. I did. And you know he's you know who he's going up against this week? He's going up against the Carolina Panthers. Ooh. It's such an easy Ooh. matchup for him this week. I'm, now, I'm hold going, on. I'm going with the matchups over here. Hold on. You say it's an easy matchup, but JC Horn's been playing great. JC no, Horn hasn't. has been playing good. I thought he was out. JC Horn? Yeah, I thought he's been out. No. Are you thinking of somebody else? JC Horn was out last year, wasn't he? I thought he was out this year. I'm over here looking stuff up now. I'm looking everything up now. Hold on. Hold on. We have to look. I could have sworn he was not. He was doing fine. I thought he was out this year. No. Am I tripping? Yeah, you're tripping. Okay. He came back this this season. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? I still think DJ Moore hurts. <laughs> DJ Moore. <laughs> yeah, that's, nope, that's your new guy. That's, <laughs> you get DJ Moore now. <laughs> Over here thinking of other people, uh, Debo Samuel still is going to have a great game. So I, I, I don't care about JC Horn. He played last year. He had six tackles. Um, did not get the the interceptions. They, they haven't been there for him yet. But you know, I, I think they're coming. Um, just wait. JC Horn's going to lock him <laughs> down just because you slandered him like this. Isn't he injured? He's doing terrible. No, nope. it seems like he's injured. The 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 way he's playing. Okay, <laughs> you are just. Uh, you know what? I'm ready for Debo Samuel to go off. Carolina hasn't faced any really scary people like wide receiver wise. Marquise Brown didn't yeah, they versus Brown? Yeah, he did. And they yeah. tore they they he tore him he up did, too. He did tear him up. He did tear him up. But uh, Chris Olave. Chris Olave did all right against them. Yeah. He didn't do that great, but he, I mean, he, maybe I'm he did wrong. Better. Maybe it is just going to go off. No, you're wrong. Yeah, he's going to go oh, off. Oh, man. Now I know he's going to go off. D- uh, oh, my God. I keep saying DJ more. Uh, Debo. Debo Samuel is going to go off. Okay. He is my Prince of the Hill. And now for my running up the hill, I'm going to go deep here. I'm going to say uh, Robert Woods. That is deep. My God. It's gosh. very deep. It's a dart throw. But you know what? I don't care. I really don't care. Uh, my picks have been wrong every single every single week. Um, he's got to have some fun with it. He's he's get, he's he has an easy matchup this week against the Commanders. Um, the guy on the other side, uh, Traylon Burks, is injured. I don't yep. think he's not going to play this week. Um, so yeah, I think Robert Woods has a has a game. I think he has a good game. I like yeah. it. He's been he's been climbing each week. You know, uh, five points, then ten, then ten. So he's getting up there a little yeah. bit. Boom! Breakout game. Here it comes. <laughs> 30 points incoming. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly why I like him. But but I bet you won't roster him. I bet you won't start him this week. He's a dart throw. He is a dart oh, throw. Man. Oh, man. This guy can't back it. <laughs> All right. Let's move on from King of the Hill. That was King of the Hill segment. Um, let's move on to our waiver wire pickups. And Colin, I want you to start us off with Tyler Algier. What do you know about him? Uh, so he's a rookie. He uh, now has the starting job over there for the Falcons. Mm-hmm. I like him this season. I think uh, coming into the preseason, he was sort of highly touted. Um, and obviously with the injury to Cordero Patterson, this guy has all the opportunity there to be yeah. successful. Yeah, Last week, he received 10 carries, made that into 84 yards, didn't find the end zone, but that's a good day. That is like a great day. 10 for 80? 10 for 84. Like, that's a good day. If he finds the end zone, you're looking at, like, a 17-point day. Like, that, you you love that out of a wide receiver. So I picked him up this week. 
I back it. I think he's going to be really good, and he's going to utilize this time well within that team. Just as Cordero Patterson found the holes, I think he finds them too. Yeah, here's the thing about the Falcons, and the thing you like to see is that they run the ball. Oh, my gosh. They run the ball like crazy. I don't – and this is so upsetting for Kyle Pitts owners because <laughs> he's a great blocker. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna yeah. make him put on 35, 40 more pounds and make him. They're gonna convert him into a left tackle at they, this point. Yeah, that, I mean it's so that's crazy. I mean, obviously he's got a tough matchup this week against the the Bucks, but I mean going forward, Cordell Patterson's gonna be out for a while. Yeah, at least so, four. I mean, week nine is when he's coming back. So you have five, six, seven, eight to to really you know mix it up there. San Francisco, Cincinnati, Carolina. There's some opportunity there. Absolutely. Even so. if this week, and I don't, I don't call this week a win for them. They have yeah. a lot of uh, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a lot of discomfort in that locker room right now. There's mm-hmm. a lot of division in that locker room. Yeah. Tom Brady's also sort of injured right now. He's, he's got a, some, some messed up fingers on his throwing hand. Mm-hmm. So I'm not calling this a, a total Atlanta Falcons loss here. They might be able to make something happen. Is this your uh, bold prediction? Are the Falcons going to beat the uh, You know what? Yeah, I'm calling it. Take Falcons it. beat the Bucks. All right. Hey, Colton, you, hear, you heard it here first. Colton is taking the, the Falcons over the Bucks. If he loses, um, that's a hundred dollars to me. Oh and my Louis. god! <laughs> a piece. <laughs> you heard it here first. Folks. Confirmed bad. on the halftime adjustments podcast. Give a pig a pancake, jeez. <laughs> yeah, they uh, just to confirm the Falcons are the fourth most. They run. They wait. Sorry, am I looking at this wrong? Great stats. I'm looking at this. I'm killing it. <laughs> Uh, the Falcons have the fourth highest rushing yards, so they have 168 rushing yards. But I mean, eight yards a carry for uh, for Tyler Algier so far. So yeah, that's what I like to see. All Don't right. sleep on him. Don't sleep on him. Oh, and uh, yeah, it, just to add to your point um, for the uh, Falcons versus the uh, Bucks, Tom Brady's also going through a divorce. So exactly, <laughs> there's so much going. Oh, and Cole Beasley retired. Oh yeah, Cole Beasley. Yeah, uh-huh. the, the one of the greats on uh, <laughs> in the Bucks locker. Their best receiver. <laughs> Their best receiver. <laughs> Jesus. All right, let's talk about one of our other guys. Uh, Naheem Hines, if you haven't snagged him yet, you have to go grab him, at least for this week. Uh, uh-huh. He's playing He's playing tomorrow, so, I mean, you have to grab him. If, if he's still on waivers, you can just add him real quick. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he going up against the Denver Broncos, it's not too hard of a matchup. So. It's a very favorable matchup. They've been awful this year. <laughs> yeah. So. Although their defense has been stout, now that I think about it. Yeah, so. the defense hasn't been too bad, but I mean, still with that level of production that he's going to get, I mean, Matt Ryan's not slinging the rock like he used to. No. So, yeah, I think Kaneem Hines is, he's a good play. I mean, he's a safe play if you want at least more than six points maybe <laughs> jesus what a low bar would you like more than six points putting a minds in for you know seven what? he can go he can get six or he can get 30 points that, that there's no in between with him? there's no in between i feel like i feel like it's one or the other so well, he's probably running up the hill for a reason yeah this guy's gonna do good this yeah. week he has a high he has a high boom potential uh-huh. i can see it yeah. Um, and then what's who's this last guy called? Mike Boone, the backup for uh, Denver Broncos. You like him over uh, Fumble Gordon, don't you? And Latavius Murray. And Latavius. Mike Boone in his one uh, basically outing this week when the injury happened, he received three attempts, 20 yards. That's pretty good. That's freaking good. That's you take good. that. So I think you give this guy some opportunity. He's going to show out. He's going to use it. 
So uh, obviously a lot of vacancies in that in that locker room right now. Melvin Gordon was only receiving about 30% of the workload. Yeah. So now he can't take on the whole thing. He fumbles too much and he's too old. <laughs> Latavius Murray, he's been good, but the Saints put him on practice squad for a reason. He clearly hasn't been efficient. Yeah. Give it to the young stud. Let Boone have his shot. They're going to. And even if he only gets a few shots, I think he's going to shine and continue to climb here. Yeah. Right. So well, yeah. I mean, shoot. Who who else are they going to give it to? Fumble Gordon's going to fumble in the first quarter, and they're, exactly they're going to have to give it to him. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see that. So yeah. Do you have any more waivers? Is that it? That's it. Yeah, it's a really running back heavy uh, week this week. I think wide receivers are starting to get locked up more and more. So yeah. this is your opportunity to go. If you snag one of these guys, especially Alzira Boone, there's a lot of potential. Naheem Hines is maybe a one week guy but Algier and Boone there's a lot of potential there I think those are your guys to target and prioritize and if you're on fab I spent $20 on Boone this morning Uh, I I reached for him I really reached for him so did um, you see who the next highest guy was uh, yeah, like six bucks. I could have, I could have definitely got him for so much cheaper, and I'm okay spending that much money though, because I, I was a Javante Williams owner, uh, yeah, that's so true. I wanted to have the backup production. Yeah, that's true. Well, if there's no more waivers, I think that will do it for us today on the halftime adjustments podcast. I want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, feel free to send us messages on Twitter at halftime underscore adj. We are also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So thank you guys for another great week, and we'll see you guys next week.